to the Grace Mobility Podcast, always more. My name is Jane Riley. I'm the General Manager for Grace Mobility. And today I am thrilled to welcome our special guest, Sally Graham from Jet Pets, our premium pet transport company based right here in Australia. And Sally is no stranger to travel, having cut her teeth as a young travel consultant in Hobart, Tasmania before moving across to Melbourne shortly after where she joined Jet Pets in 2012. Um, so let's hand over to Sally. Let's um, learn a little more about the pet transport industry, maybe hear a few interesting stories and gain a first-hand update on the world of global pet transport. Welcome, Sally. Hello, Jane. Thanks for having me here today. So yes, I'm a Tassie girl. Um, I love travel and I love pets. So this is my dream job. Um, I have been with Jet Pets for just almost nine years and there is never a dull moment. There's lots of stories to tell. I can imagine. Well, hopefully we'll hear a few from you today and thank you so much for joining us. So personally, I've been dealing with Jet Pets for more than 25 years, giving my age away here in various roles. So I know that um, yourself and the team... Sandy in particular has been around for quite some time and with Grace Removals our business continues to rely upon your premium service and of course Grace Mobility for our corporate clients. I also um, understand that you deal with a number of high profile zoos so can you tell us any interesting stories maybe about any particularly large or dangerous animals you may have moved? Yeah we have partners with many zoos. Um, I can't really name names of the zoos (laughs) but um, we've moved so many interesting animals. We've moved lions, tigers, uh, elephants, rhinos, giraffes, so many um, large animals and then we've got your small ones like your meerkats or your tassie devils and things like that. But I guess our most recent one was the uh, Siamang Um, which is a gibbon, that we moved from Sydney to Auckland. And our driver found out that the Siamang has a call that it does that travels for (laughs) up to three kilometres. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. So you can imagine him driving along with this Siamang in the background, um, yelling out for everyone to hear. So (laughs) um, that was was a funny story. And um, just with that Siamang, just a few facts on that besides its um, call. You know, it weighs around 13 kilos, but for us to um, transport the Siamang, we had to put it in a crate that was 200 kilos. Um, So just to make sure it was nice and secure um, and arrived at its destination safely. And then our Jet Pets team in Auckland were able to deliver that um, to the zoo over there. Aww, what a lovely ending. Beautiful story. I can imagine you'd have some incredible stories about various animals across the time and interesting Sally that you mentioned the driver and I noticed from some of your updates during the COVID period in particular that um, it was heralded that seven and a half million flights had been cancelled over 2020 and domestic flights additionally so I understand that jet pets took to the roads is that true can you tell us about that that's right so yeah as you mentioned there was you know seven and a half million flights that were cancelled and so just like that we had to start looking at alternatives so one of the things that we were doing is transporting pets along the east coast um, in our vans so we would try to 
group pets together, um, have our Sydney driver, um, sorry, our Brisbane driver drive to Sydney, met our Sydney driver there who would drive to Melbourne, then our Melbourne drivers pick them up and do the deliveries. So, I mean, the good news there is that we could still find um, ways to get pets to their homes. Um, we had great stories of people seeing our drivers oh. hop out and walk the pets for you know their toilet break and to stretch their legs. So that was really nice. Oh, well, it's good to see that they continue to move pets even during the trying times. I know from a mobility perspective, we saw the cost of flights for obviously regular um, um, flyers people. <laughs> um, we, were, we were seeing prices increase by 300, 400, 500%. Did you find the same with pets? Absolutely. So we had prices increase to around 300%. Um, just that supply and demand factor, you know, taking all those aircraft um, out of the sky just meant that space was at a premium um, and pets unfortunately weren't always at the top so flights were travelling, um, flying things like pharmaceuticals and fresh food and yes. so we had to you know, try and fight for our space so our airline relationships really became important then to ensure that we were getting that space on the aircraft. Absolutely and I guess in terms of the impact of, of COVID how do you see 2021 shaping up in terms of the pet transport industry? Uh, well, we're almost halfway through it. Can you believe that? Mm. <laughs> um, it's still trying at times. We've still had um, international carriers, you know, who were meant to be flying to a destination that we've had pets on board, all of a sudden call us up and cancel, saying that we're not flying there anymore. Um, so then we're having to find alternatives. And the good thing is, again, we are finding alternatives, but it might be um, taking longer for pets to get there. Um, it is costing a bit more as well, obviously. Again, that um, the space versus the demand. Um, so it is, it is challenging. And with domestic, though, I think with domestic, we're in a really good space. Besides the mini lockdowns, um, those flights have been up in the air. We've been able to make, you know, the best use of those. And um, hopefully internationally with these travel bubbles, we'll be able to get, you know, more um, planes in the sky and more pets on board. Absolutely. And all credit to Jet Pets, as we've seen from Grace Mobility, you've continued to transport our precious little fairy friends for our valued clients. So thank you to, uh, to yourself and the team. I know many, many years ago when I was a removals consultant, Sally, I would always find I was broached with a very consistent question and I was often asked, will my pets be sedated during transport? Yes, that is a common question. And one that we definitely say, no, <laughs> your pets won't be sedated. Um, it's not something that we recommend, our vets recommend, the airlines don't recommend it. And the reason for that, it causes um, dehydration, disorientation for the pet. And you can imagine, you just don't want them waking up mid-flight thinking, where am, where am I? Mm. So there are alternatives out there, like um, for dogs we use, or we would recommend an adaptal collar which just gives off this pheromone, same as when um, the mother gives birth. So it's just this hormone. And it's just like giving the dogs a big hug so they know Aww. that they're safe and secure. Yeah, so there's just different things that we can look at besides sedation. That's really your last point. Oh, fantastic. Now, that's great to hear because, as I say, it's a commonly posed question that we uh, continue to have with our clients. Um, 
Also, I know I noted there was um, an update in regards to specific dog breeds, and I think we referred to them as snub-nosed breeds. Can, can you tell me a little bit about that? I heard that some airlines don't particularly allow the transportation because of the risk. Is, is this true? That's right. So we call them in the industry brachycephalic breeds. Oh, easy for you to say. <laughs> say it again. Brachycephalic. Brachycephalic. So that's nine years of saying that. <laughs> well <I'm> done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just with those breeds, yes, they're your snub-nosed breeds. So like your pugs or your bulldogs, um, you know, they in the heat, they, they don't travel the greatest. So we need to ensure that when we are tr um, flying these breeds that you know, they've got a fit bill of health. So we're making sure that they have vet assessments, independent ones, then they come through to Jet Pets and our vet will sign it off. We'll ensure that they're flying the most direct route as well. Um, we'll put them in a larger crate for better um, airflow. Mm -hmm. So there's quite a lot of things that we have to consider when we're flying these types of pets because we do want them to, you know, walk out of their crate shaking their tail um, and jumping up on their owners, so, Aww. yeah. Oh, there's a lot to consider. Definitely. I have um, a friend, um, Dave, he wants to go across to England for six months and he was only asking me last week, what did I know about pet transport and could he take his dog, Charlie, hello, Charlie, Charlie over to England and then bring him back and he was completely convinced there was no requirements for quarantine and I was trying to recall from my more removals days and my extensive dealings with jet pets. And I was so convinced that from Australia, it wasn't so restrictive, but coming back, I thought he would face some quarantine. What are the quarantine requirements? Yes, little Charlie <laughs> would need to go into quarantine. So except for New Zealand, most countries, when they come, um, most pets who have traveled to the majority of um, places will require quarantine for 10 days. Right. in Melbourne so mm -hmm. and depending on where they're coming from so from um, the UK it's not so bad but if you're looking at the states you know it can be a seven month process of oh, vet really? work and blood's drawn and things like that so um, it is definitely if someone is traveling overseas and then looking at coming back that they really need to consider what mm. they're having to put um, their pet through um, in the sense of vaccinations and that quarantine, is it warranted for a short visit or, you know, it's more for someone moving long term? That makes sense. I recall a very um, famous story with a famous, very handsome man, Johnny Depp, when he brought, didn't he bring on a private jet his um, two oh, dogs and did. they arrived in Australia? What, what happened there? Oh, I think he uh, tried to skip all the protocols. He ah. didn't actually let us know or let the government know that he was bringing in his little dogs and um, he got caught. So <laughs> they had to get flown back. Ah. Australia is so strict, it doesn't matter if you're a superstar or not. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. See, Johnny Depp should have entrusted jet pets. Oh, exactly. That's, that's, that's right. the moral of the story. Wow. Um, so one quick question before we say goodbye. One of my um, team members asked me to ask you this, and I know you're a lover, as you've said, of, of creatures all great and small, but we're really curious, do you have pets of your own? Do you have like a mini zoo or are you, do you get enough of the fix of the animals at work? 
uh, I do have a little mini zoo in, um, <laughs> you know, I've got a couple of dogs, a couple of Kelpies. My daughter has a turtle. I've got a cat. <laughs> I've got chooks. My son does want to get a bird. Um, so, yes, but I will say I do get my fix at work as well. So we are fortunate enough that we can bring our pets into work. Oh, Yeah, so on a Friday people bring in their pets so we all get to... Um, get our dose there if for the ones that don't have a pet. Oh, how gorgeous. Bring your pets to work day. We should all do a little more of that. Well, Sally, a big thank you for joining the Grace Mobility podcast today. I'm sure our audience and our corporate clients have taken away some invaluable information on the world of pets and pet transport. It's been an absolute pleasure and we'd ask you to join us in the future for further updates if you'd love to come back and do another podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me and we love working with the team at Grace. Oh, we love working with the team at JetPet. So thank you to you and remember everybody listening to our audience and our clients, subscribe to the Grace podcast so you can listen to our regular updates on all things moving, global mobility, information management, records management and business services. Grace, always more. Thank you.